Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. Father, thank you for the gift of grace that you have given to each of us. Be with Hannah tonight as she talks about grace and Moses and everything that you have put on her heart and mind to share with us, Lord. Um, Be the voice that speaks through her and guide her so that we can all hear your voice tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Hi. Hey. Hello. Is the mic on? Perfect. So some of you may know me, some of you may not, but my name is Hannah Gustafson. Um, Thank you. you. Hi. Okay. So whenever I hear people speak, I always want to know a little bit more about them because then that kind of stops me from zoning out a little bit because I know if it happens to me, it will happen to at least one of you tonight. So I'm going to be a junior. I still sometimes try to tell people I'm going to be a freshman. Not sure why. I'm a double major in biology and psychology. Um, One of my favorite pastimes is throwing heavy things. I'm on the track and field team. It's something I really like to do. So this is the point where Anna Ripke asked for a shout out, and here it is. The other thing I really like to do is hang out with FCA and the people there. So we meet Thursdays, shameless plug, 9 p.m. Tomorrow we don't meet, though, so don't show up. No one will be there. Our football team is home, and we really like to support our people. So the other favorite things I like to do is hang out with people because I'm an extrovert to my very bones, and I like to cook people dinner, and I really, really like to drink Diet Coke and nap. So I want to open us up in prayer because I believe in the power of prayer and talking directly to God. So I know you just did it, but I'm going to ask you to bow your heads again. So, hey God, I want to thank you for this time tonight, this time that you have carved out amidst a completely crazy school year already. I ask that you fill this place with your love, your grace, and your spirit. I ask that you meet us here and you open our eyes, our hearts, and our ears to you and you alone. I also ask that you make this a safe space where doubts can be confronted, questions be asked, and faith considered. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity you have given me, and thank you for your son. In your name we pray. Amen. So today I want to talk about how much we are inadequate because it's important to talk about and it's super easily skipped. But what does that mean? Inadequate means lacking the quality or quantity required, insufficient for a purpose. So feeling inadequate is one of the easiest things to do. It's so easy to feel like you are not enough. I know it's a frequent kind of lingering feeling for me, but there's something more I could be doing, something more I could be giving, someone else I could be loving. Even if you don't feel like that, raise your hand if there's at least time you got a test or a quiz or a piece of homework back and you were like, well, definitely was not enough because I know it hasn't just happened to me. Happens in Ochem at least once a day. So, but for that one moment, you are at least wholly and utterly inadequate. I'm an athlete, and that's a super easy way to know that I am inadequate, because there are, every day, my coach is like, why can't you do this? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. But, so we are not alone in that feeling. That is not a new feeling, because one of the arguably most famous Bible characters felt so wholly inadequate that he argued with God about it, more or less to God's face. 
It was a burning bush, but that's closer to God's face than I have ever been. So I'm going to give it to him. So if the burning bush wasn't enough, the scripture, we're going to talk about Moses. So Moses is known for being this super incredible leader and has literally been talked about for centuries. But it's really easy to overlook how he was fully aware of his inadequacy and his doubts. Because inadequacy, this feeling of not enough, that sinking feeling you kind of get, that leads to doubts. And that leads to so many thoughts that don't belong in your head. So many ideas and questions that don't have a place there. So let's talk about Moses' inadequacy. So right after that scripture they read, the next verse, Exodus 3.11 says, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? From anyone else's eyes apart from God, Moses wasn't the guy. He wasn't right. Moses was a shepherd, meaning due to politics and hierarchy, he had no place talking to Pharaoh. He heard sheep, not people. He had no status to his name not some foreign dignitary, not a soldier. Even more so, he had just fled because he had killed an Egyptian man. He was on the outs. But God saw past that inadequacy, saw past the man standing before him, and he saw the potential and he saw purpose, that purpose that God had given Moses. God responds to Moses by telling him in verse 12 that I will certainly be with you. God in that statement alone acknowledges that Moses may very well not be enough that Moses by himself cannot do it. He can't conquer this battle. He cannot save these people alone. But that doesn't matter because we are not enough, nor are we made to be enough. I want to think, let that sink in. We are not made to be enough. We are flawed and we have sinned. We make mistakes and there's no way around that. I'm the person that has to be right and that's not even right. I like to argue. I will argue till I'm blue in the face till I am right. And all of that, that doesn't matter because God is perfect. He's beyond perfect. And we are meant to lean on him. We are meant to not be able to do this life alone. We at the very fundamental, very basic level need Jesus. So next in Exodus verse 13, verse, chapter 3, verse 13, Moses plays up this lack of knowledge, inadequate in education, education if you will. He tells God that he just doesn't know enough, that he won't be able to answer the people's questions. And God tells him, you know what? You don't have to. You don't have to know all the answers because God says, I am who I am. He continues on to say, I am, you know, that little capital I am, I am has sent you. Let me tell you, a few years ago, I didn't really get what the whole I am capital thing was. And to be honest, I really still don't because mankind says that all the time. I am a student, I am an athlete, I am a roommate, I am X, Y, Z. But in this statement, God reveals himself to Moses. In one of the articles I read about this, the example is whenever we say, I am not enough, God says, but I am. No matter how inadequate we are, God isn't. No matter the way we fall short, no matter the way we mess up, no matter the way we can't do something, God is more than enough. So even after God has promised Moses that he won't be alone, that I am has sent them, Moses continues on to tell God that, mm, not sure about this. He's still not convinced. At this point, Moses knows he is for sure not enough, but he is doubting even everything God tells him. See, the issue is our inadequacy runs so deep. It is so rooted in our being that we struggle to accept that God is enough too. We start to imagine a scenario that negates the fact that God created the world, that God literally made Moses. He rose him from the dust. So even after all this, 
Moses' staff, he turned it into a snake. He pulled his hand out of his cloak, and it was leprous. Even after that, even after he sees miracles firsthand, Moses still says, but God. So I was talking to Kenzie about this, and her translation was, wait, God, hold up. So Moses is still trapped in the idea that he is not enough. You know what? He's right about that, but he's missing this bigger picture, that God is enough. He asks God what to do because he is not eloquent, as he says in verse 410. I know I'm not either. I've stumbled over at least seven words already. It's an issue in my life. But God has none of that. In verse 411, God responds by saying, well, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Moses, like I would do, forgets that God really did, in fact, knit us together. But he designed the way we work, even our mouths. So at this point, if we are keeping score, that would be a direct 10 points to God right there because he definitely has the winning argument. God made his mouth. He knows what it can do. So, but Moses, he still wants more. He's still not convinced that he can do this. And he tells God to please send someone else. Isn't that what we all want? We just want someone else to do it. We just want someone else to fall. We want to watch someone else not be enough. Sometimes we may even want to watch someone succeed but we want to sit on the sidelines. We want to someone else to go. But God is not having any of that. He tells Moses, well, then Aaron can go with you because he doesn't let Moses get out of anything. Why? Because God has a purpose for Moses. God wasn't done with Moses. Remember, inadequate means insufficient for purpose. But God gave Moses purpose. He filled that chasm of inadequacy. That was clearly there. So that is as far into that story as we're going to go tonight. But I highly recommend you reading that. So I teach Sunday school every week. One of my favorite things. And I make my kids do things. I make them learn the story. So I need everyone to hold up one finger. So at the end of every textbook, they have the little summary section. If you're like me, that's the only part you read of that textbook. <laughs> um, because I don't have time for that. But so number one, you are inadequate without God. So repeat it. You are inadequate without God. So every part, you can put your first finger down. We'll go for number two in a second. So every part of that sentence is important. Oops. Especially that without God part. You are inadequate without God. Because we do not fill everything. We need God to come in. So number two, raise your second finger, everyone. So God is more than enough. Wow, you guys are killing it. Great work. So that idea that God is more than enough, it's because he has designed everything. Every person in this room, the ground we stand on, the very foundation of our world, he designed. He knows how it works. Even like Moses, he tries to be like, well, it doesn't really work. God is like, but it does. And I know that sometimes it really feels like God throws that button in our face, but it's all for his purpose. And side note, God is Enough is a super awesome Lecrae song that I highly recommend. But point three, everyone raise three fingers, please. You guys are even better at this than my three-year-old. Super great job. So God's enoughness is so powerful, it can drown out your not-enoughness. So I'll say that one more time because that's a longer one, I know. Getting a little crazy on point three. But so God's enoughness is so powerful, it can drown out your not-enoughness. Okay, go for it. Stellar. Three points, you did it. So God's enoughness is so powerful, 
so strong, so big, so wide, so deep, let it can drown out our very human, sin-rooted, not-enoughness. So, for our prayer time, I have two questions that I really want you guys to think about. Um, the first one, I really, they should eventually be on screen. Yes, perfect. So, the first one, I really want you to do in groups. Um, I know it's super, super hard to be vulnerable, and I 100% live that out, that it is really hard. But I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to ask you to rise to that challenge. So the first one, the question I want you to do together is, what is something that you are either inadequate at or something that makes you feel inadequate? It may take some thinking or maybe super easy, but I do really want you to share that answer. So two, this one you can either do with someone or by yourself, because I know it can be super hard to pray out loud. Um, but I want you to pray about it. I want you to tell God about it. Ask him to fill that space, that talent, etc. I say these questions because it can be really easy to give God only the good or only the super bad. But God wants it all. Moses directly talks to God about it. And I think that's an important example to follow. So I'm going to quick pray us out and then y'all can break it down. Okay, so I'm going to ask you to bow your heads one more time. So, hey God. I ask that you bring up some fruitful conversation. I know like Moses, we often feel like we stumble with our words, and I know I did tonight, or that we are at a sheer loss for words. But I ask that you take away that barrier, and I ask you to speak life tonight, and I ask that you bless this week, that you have your hand over all these groups, all the prayer that's about to happen, and everything this group goes out and does this week. I also lift up all the unspoken and the silent prayers, all those heavy hearts. I lift up the prayers of the hurting and the prayers of the happy. And all God's people said... Thanks for listening. I'm a prayer. Um, feel free to move around the chapel. We are going to have some peer ministers in the back um, ready and available to pray with you. Um, so God bless your prayer time.
And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.